What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Bobby Baranchini, welcome back to the program. It's been a while. It has been a while been a long time. Chi-Chi is just consistently snoring in the background. <laughs> I need one of those cover for the microphone. And uh, Carmela is lying next to us and might start crying, but I feel like we have probably if, if, I, if we planned it out right, we have about an hour before she starts crying. That's right. Welcome to the world, Camellia. Welcome. Um, it was a week ago today, at this exact time, actually. Yeah. What um, time it is? Yeah. 10.30 around, at night. Around this time, we, On Monday, we started labor. My labor started. But my water broke the night before. And I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. First, I had little, I had like droplets of liquid that were <laughs> that were coming out of me. Some sort of fluid. <laughs> and I messaged the midwife and said, okay, there's like droplets of liquid coming out of me. And she's like, are you sure it's not pee? <laughs> when she told me, by the way, she, she wake me up and she's like, amore, my water broke. And I had the same reaction. Are you serious? Like, yeah, that w- she's one week late and she's showing up at Sunday night. Actually, <laughs> technically, <laughs> Monday early morning at 3.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So those little droplets then, I was like, no, I haven't lost. I'm not incontinent yet. I haven't even given birth. And then at 3.30 in the morning, it woke me up just like a gush of like, like a undeniable gush of liquid. And I looked at, I woke up to, I said, I'm wanting my water broke. And he was like, are we going to the hospital? Like in, in a blink of an eye. Which 
we had been Month training <laughs> with the midway for months. Went out of the window. It was my first reaction, I swear. It was like, okay, let's get ready. Let's go to the hospital. Also, I have one eye open. Yeah. It's like so funny. So uh, some people know this, some people don't. When your water breaks, that doesn't mean you're in labor. And I was always hoping, listen, obviously... Your By birth. the way, this was, sorry if I interrupted, this was after a weekend watching Every all <laughs> the movie about pregnancy. We watched Knocked Up. We watched Correct. Like, What and, to Expect When You're Expecting. And most of them were like Father's by Part Two. late 90s, early 2000s. So people were blessed to be ignorant about this. And the scene where the water broke, it's actually like the not, moment not when they thing. go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, and then we and then we watched we watched Friends and we accidentally watched the episode where Rachel We watch accidentally <laughs> watch ten years of Friends, I yeah, believe. I love Friends. So because I was wanted to labor at home as long as possible before going to the hospital. Which is very nice, by the way. The goal pardon? Which is very nice. Yeah, which was nice. The goal was always to my hope, which you know, like you can't hope for anything except for a healthy child. But um, my hope was that I would go into labor first because once your water breaks, your chances of an infection increase. So in the U.S., you have, you know, your doctor will tell you your water breaks, you come into the hospital immediately. If you're not in labor, you get induced because the baby should be out within 24 hours. Uh, Midwives or birthing centers, I think, have 48-hour grace period. And then in Europe, it's like 72 hours or something. So, And we take our time. Yeah, you guys take your time. Yeah. So we, I was like, fuck. So I called them, I texted the midwife and she happened to be awake. Elizabeth was like, Sam, I had a weird feeling you were going to text me. And she said, okay, go back to sleep and I'll be over in the morning. And she came over kind of like with her bag, knowing that she was going to spend however long with me until I gave birth. And we had the day to get myself into labor. I had considered multiple times like, okay, well, fuck it. Why don't we just go to the hospital and like give me Pitocin and induce my labor? And there's like nothing wrong with that. And that was, and and I was like, that sounds fucking awesome. Like I kept looking at Davide being like, "Mm, maybe I should. But I had a gut feeling that, I wanted to let her kind of pick when she wanted to come. I really wanted to start it with the right, with the right foot. Yeah. I, I, this is like probably going to, people are probably going to be like, you're a weirdo, but I, I really just wanted her. And, you know, listen, like what's the difference between me doing Pitocin and me doing the things that I did at home to naturally induce labor and all these natural things. Like they're not even, they're just like little, you know, it's not like they're scientifically proven. So, she came over at 10 in the morning. We sat down. We all had a big, delicious breakfast together. And then we did a few things that were really cool at first. So first we did a pretty epic session of acupuncture. Then my chiropractor came over who worked with my midwife on pregnant people. Davide wasn't here for this, but this shit was pretty epic. So one of the reasons why... I literally ship all the orders that I had to ship for the week. Yeah, David was working. He was I shipping. Was working, getting ready. Guy sweaters. Yeah. It was great to have. It was great to have time, time not to 
preparing you only not only preparing you physically but also mentally I think yeah that it was great to have the time it was cool to have her be like tell totally. Davide to go like get whatever work done he needs to and I was like he's already doing it like you were just like it was cute and it was like okay like the next couple of days are just gonna be about getting this baby here and about this part if you allow me patata out of your of course, I wasn't the person pregnant or getting in labor. What's very important, piece of advice, try to keep the mood as happy mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. We were so content. We were so, we were happy. And so the environment was happy. The house was clean. Everything was prepared. Nice music. Yeah, especially when you You're have that. Killing it with this playlist, by the way, oh, with your you. nursery, you. and and it's like, and everything was nice. Was nice to be around. We were well. We had that extra time, to, like I, because it was a week late, so it was just like working. We like we worked our asses off. We were up till midnight every night working, and then during the day, I was just like, okay, I want like. Just, week before was wild. We just like made sure the house was clean and like I, ca- I made like lists of food that I would want to eat after like, you know, I, I referenced like good postpartum recipes and I was like, oh, we should have canned things and things that are frozen, that things that don't go bad and then like stuff to make like lactation muffins and. By the way, I would like it to. Smoothies. Sorry if I interrupt you, mm. but I would like it to really. What? Use these. I, I would like to tell you that it was incredible what you did. It. <laughs> it's incredible how you are approaching this. It, it's it the the level of respect and admiration that I have for you is. Well, the, but it, no, it was it was you. it was it was awesome. the way but you But think about think about it's weird because now it's been a week and it seems like it's was months ago, but think about like leading up to her birth, like how much work I was doing, you were doing, and my mom has a house in escrow. So I just kept thinking to myself like, fuck, okay, there's going to be a baby here. So much work to do, but literally I have lists downstairs of different kind of smoothies. Yeah, I made like- She split it for me what a perfect smoothie is based off. Like, so this is your veggies. This is like (laughs) your fat. This is your protein. This is what- like it sounds like we did our homework. I we did our homework, and and I was just talking about that with someone on Instagram. Incredible. She was like, "I wish I had that kind of experience. Like you seem like you're being really well taken care of." And I was like, "I'm taking care of. Like I took care of the pre part, so this part would be really like we're all we're all prepared." And to give you the the partner perspective. I was, at a certain point, I remember being concerned about you being uh, overexposed to informations and having your friends giving you, um, you know, like advices and sharing with us their experiences. And part of me was like so concerned about you being bombarded by like everybody about this and, and. And now that I'm looking back, I'm like, you really nailed it. I think the information that you should know is like, is like tips and tricks to make shit easier. And 
I don't really think you, I don't know. There's like some information that I'm like, oh, I guess it's helpful. But like, I don't know, like so much of it is, is like really like fear-based in this whole like, and so like basically like what I've come up with that I realized is like, like people don't like to be uncomfortable. Everyone is so afraid of being uncomfortable. And because of that, it's like, how much is it going to hurt? How long am I going to be in the hospital for? How am I going to take care of the baby? What if I don't sleep well? It's like, also, like, we're, like, we're just privileged beyond belief. So for me to complain about anything is fucking ridiculous because I'm like a white woman that gave birth in fucking America. And so it's like, everything is going to be fine. One of the most beautiful places. Yeah, like the hospital, the public hospital in Pasadena is really beautiful and and I was born there, you know, and the nurses there are fucking like every nurse is a fucking angel from anyway. It's so, and I think that like, I know a lot of my friends who are like, oh my God, the sleep, like we don't go, Davide and I sleep, we go to bed at midnight. Like we're not in bed sleeping at 1030. And I know that that's not good. I know that we need more sleep, but this is a part of our lives where we're building. And so we don't sleep that much anyway. Like oftentimes Davide will get up at like 5.30 to get work done before like I wake up and we like take the dogs to the park and like start our day before he goes to the store. Like Davide- we Try to keep the pieces together. You know, yeah. so like us being a little sleep deprived with a baby is is like- it's like, it's just like fucking par for the course and it'll go away in which, three months. Which, which is by the way, I think is- like everything in life, you always have that friend that you tell him, oh, I think I'm going to go diving this weekend. Or I think I'm going to jump on a parachuter. And you have two kind of friends, really. You have the one that tells you, oh, well, if you're going diving, you better bring a watch that you can easily read. You better bring like the right uh, wetsuit. You better check these, check the weather, check. And then you have the guy, oh, man. You're going to diving, like shark are going to, careful because sharks are insane. Like I had this, it really comes down to, to those two kind of people. Like I was concerned by the amount of bad information and crazy stories that we heard, which is, I understand. And part of me, it's, it's like scary, nice to know because time of your like life. I learned today that one of my friends told me that when your milk comes in, that the hormone, like the like my milk coming in can affect like every living thing in our home. She was like, if your dogs are acting weird, she's like, when my milk came in, my husband had a panic attack that week and was like lost his mind. And, and, you know, obviously it's overwhelming having a baby for everybody, especially for a man. And she was like, I learned that it could be from like when your milk drops and like the hormones and your pheromones going like into the environment that you're sharing with like other beings. And she was like, I wish I would have known that before because I was a little like, okay, I need to protect my baby from this negative energy where had I known that I would have been, more empathetic towards my husband and like giving him the care. Like, I'm like, oh, that's really helpful. But then I'm also like, so I like find myself sometimes being like euphorically happy. And then I'm like, wait, am I so happy that I'm going to crash later? Like, it's like, I don't know. So what I'm learning, what we're learning is just like every, just like not to think about it so much. You know, it's funny, all of the things I've been missing over the past year. 
It's the little things I miss the most, like making awkward eye contact across a room or meeting strangers in line. The vaccination is really the most effective way to help prevent COVID-19 and get back to these good times. Find a COVID-19 vaccination location near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines, V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S dot gov. There's so much about fertility that is a complete mystery. And it's leaving a lot of us having to become our own researchers and our own advocates. And that's where a modern fertility hormone test comes in. Think of your fertility hormones as tiny little detectives. They can bring you tons of insight into your egg count, reproductive timeline, and even possible outcomes for egg freezing and IVF. Everything you need to know to be proactive about fertility. Did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg count, menopause timing, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether kids are in your future or not. And that is why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easiest and most affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger brick. You just mail it in with a prepaid label and you get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. You can talk to a fertility specialist one-on-one to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Let me tell you, this is like the number one thing that I recommend to anybody even considering if they want to have kids at some point. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners, like I said, $20 off the test. So go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will be $139 instead of the several hundreds or thousands it could be at the doctor's office. There is no reason for you to not take control of your own future. So get $20 off your fertility test. Go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. Life has a lot of stressors and it can be incredibly difficult to maintain nutritional habits that give our body the nutrients it really needs to thrive. Between our busy schedules, poor sleep, you know, getting exercise and eating correctly can be a challenge. And so a lot of us, I feel like are left with these like deficiencies in key nutrients. And that's why I started taking Athletic Greens. And that's also why I started making sure that my family was taking it every day. It's really a life-changing nutritional habit. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your daily routine and empower yourself towards better habits. They simplify the logistics of getting optimal nutrition by just giving you one thing that has all the best things. And I really mean all 
the best things because one scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. And they all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and works to support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills. While most nutritional products come to the market and stay stagnant, Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on latest research. So they've produced 53 improvements over the last decade on their product. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and the best daily nutritional habit on the planet. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar, and it still tastes good. So right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system, and they're offering my audience free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link. It's the easiest thing. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash best and join health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. Again, just simply visit athleticgreens.com slash best and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Hey, I'm Molly Carmel, an eating disorder and addiction therapist and your coaching guide. On my show, What You're Craving, we get to the real root of your problems when it comes to food, weight, dieting, and beyond. Through honest conversations with a crew of my favorite experts and friends, we'll expand our minds, we'll learn, we'll laugh, we'll even heal. Get ready to break open and break through. I've got your back big time, and together we'll figure out what you're really craving. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Elizabeth came over. We started with acupuncture, getting back to the, we started with acupuncture. And then she and the, my chiropractor, Dr. Annie came over and worked on me. One of the reasons why, this is just according to my midwife, I'm not a doctor. One of the reasons why you can, have your water break, but not go into labor is the baby's not in a good position. One of those things being that she could have her hand in her mouth or across her face or around, you know, you could have like an elbow obstructing moving down. So that's where you do something called rebozo, which is like so easy and chill. You just get on all fours and she took a sheet and wrapped it around my stomach and shimmied it back and forth to like shimmy her arm or her hand out of her mouth. So the chiropractor could feel when she was adjusting my pelvis that maybe like she said she could feel that the hand was like in front of her face, which by the way, in every anatomy scan and every sonogram, her hand was in front of her face. Her hand's in front of her face right now as she's sleeping because they haven't swallowed she her yet. Herself, yeah. <laughs> she holds herself with her hand. So I was like, well, that fucking makes sense. That's like been consistent with her. So Elizabeth... I was on all fours and Elizabeth put her fingers inside of me and Dr. Annie did rebozo on my stomach and shimmied her hand out of her mouth. And what was fucking crazy is I like slowly stood up and then all of a sudden her elbow from the hand that was in her mouth, like hit me in the side of my stomach. And I was like, oh, dude, her, like her arm is free. Like her elbow is poking out of my side. That was pretty crazy. 
So we did that. And then we just kind of like hung out around all day. We like thought that worked and then nipple stimulation really works. And so I pumped, um, which was crazy because like a bunch of colostrum came out, which is like, I was like, oh my God, and, like and, my body's and, working. And what is important to avoid what you just shared before about your partner and what state of mind your partner is. And it's very important that you make sure to prepare yourself mentally. Like, mm-hmm. But not only reading your book and see a midwife maybe, which is highly... Midwife classes, I think, are really helpful. Just take some time, I don't know, clean your car or go on a ride or go on a a run or, or go somewhere quiet. Try to recap as much as you can and to reorganize in your mind. If you, if you have what happened and what you are facing, you know, I'm, I'm saying as a man, you know, like you are mm-hmm. home preparing yourself, doing all those things physically. And it's so important that you just really get ready as well as a man and as, as, a, as the partner that is not carrying the child. Which I think like my main know, concern with the whole pregnancy was serene. making you feel involved. So, which is why like we did those classes and like, you, you know, I wanted you to feel like you were like an active participant from the beginning. So like that. even you. have, of course, I love you, but even having you here chill all day while like we did all these things and like, you know, Davide, so this is another, so we did that. We did the Roboso. I did nipple stimulation, enemas help. So very sexy. My husband went to CBS and do enema kids and I did that. Um, and then I did like another little session of acupuncture. And then we said to ourselves, like, obviously we need to go to the hospital at some point. So, you know, by like three o'clock or four o'clock, if nothing had happened, we would do like our last resort, which was drinking castor oil, like a castor oil kind of smoothie. It's like lemon verbena. It's like, you know, the little, every midwife has their own little tincture. So I did that and that can be scary because it can like give you like the most intense, you know, like clears out your bowels. And so I was like scared. I love for, that you didn't even try to find another way to say that. That's the most elegant way I could say. You want to say like it gives you raging <laughs> diarrhea. Cause that's like when it does. So just some filter and just. That's the that's the most medical way to say it. So that's how it starts. And then, but that didn't happen to me. So I was like, maybe I was, whatever. Anyway, we watched The Fucking Bachelorette. We like sat down to watch The Bachelorette. And when The Bachelorette ended, my cramps started. And I looked over at Elizabeth and I was like, at what point is it cramps? And at what point is it contractions? She was like, well, let's just, you know, see if there's a pattern and we'll start timing them. So what ended up happening is like, I went straight into transitional labor. (laughs) Like I didn't, there was no like active labor. There was no like leading up like a little cramp here and, and a contraction there. And then like some minutes in between, like it went straight into very painful, extremely consistent transitional labor. And because it happened so fast, we were like watching TV. And then I was like, wait, this is like it. Like, okay. So I got to like fucking create a vibe. We like came upstairs. I put music on. It got really painful, really fast. And 
I got in the shower. Elizabeth was like, get in the shower, get on the bouncy ball. I sat on the bouncy ball in the shower, wet and naked, and it slipped out from under me and I fell. And that was really embarrassing. I was there. But <laughs> Tommy, it was, it was I like collected fun. her on the ground <laughs> laughing. And he sat there with me. The relief of the water felt amazing. And, you know, here I am, like every moment for the last two months, not every fucking moment, you know, every every time I've thought about labor, the, the whole point of getting the midwife and doing all of this is to be able to like breathe through the fucking contractions and be chill about it. Because if you're tensing up, you're not going to dilate. You're not going to relax. The pain is going to be really intense. My whole job was, and you know, time and energy was for me to deal with these contractions in a graceful manner so I didn't tense up so I could dilate quickly and like ease into it and the fucking pain hit me and that shit went out the fucking door and I looked at Davide. What special, what special creatures moms are? It, it, I, I was like, it's I looked incredible. at Davide in the shower yeah. and was like, I can't, I, there's no way I can do this all night. There's no fucking way. Also, my master plan of like laboring here and going to the hospital kind of was like backfired a little bit because I'm sitting here in pain and all I'm thinking about is like, dude, I have to like get in the car and I have to like drive. We have to like drive to the hospital. I have to like check into the hospital. And so again, I started future tripping and that made me not be able to relax where if I was giving birth at home and there was like I would have gotten in the tub. I would have, I honestly, I could have done it if I knew we were staying home. But I think there was too many, it like hit me so fast. And then it was kind of like, okay, I need, I just looked at Elizabeth and I was like, I need to settle in to where I'm going to settle in. And I can't settle in here because I'm not giving birth here. And so that was the wrench in my plan that I didn't consider beforehand. But I will say I do I was still wouldn't have changed it because I was really happy that we were here all day. Don't you think? Yeah, no, it, it, for sure. I mean, the amount of time allowed us to. It was like mentally really good. I, I got to be honest, when 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 things got closer to it and, and pain was high, was high and I remember the drive, like I... I run a red light, I, I arrive <laughs> at the hospital and I'm trying to keep it as cool as possible. But it's and, just crazy. You know, like we, we pull out of the driveway with Beyonce playing. I know, I'm like, oh my God, all the playlists Let's are like in my head. I'm like, oh, I want me. And then I like put Beyonce on and then I was like, ugh, fuck this. Like I can't hear yeah, this that shit. Wasn't, they didn't left too Like much. I was like, I don't want to like, hear any fucking music. I rather the I knew I wouldn't want to hear a lot of music, but I figured Beyonce might be the only thing. No, that wouldn't be the only choice. That, by the way, we delivered with Beyonce. Yeah. And <laughs> she was insane. And I remember arriving at a hospital and, and, and it was late at night at this point. I never saw that place. Uh, shut down. Everything was closed. Everybody was clearly home. By mistake, I found our doctor that was on her way home. She had just delivered a baby. And we had been not meeting each other due to COVID. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, she opened this door, you know, one of those panic, anti panic door. And she's like, I, I, How can I help you? I'm like, My wife is about to have a baby. She's like, Okay, give me a minute. She 
pick up the phone and called and say, this is Dr. Barnes. I'm like, doctor, you are my doctor, SPS, my wife, my, my child is about to, to show up. I was outside, inside the car, I was trying to be so cool. Outside the car, I was panicking. And we had a pot with us because we it was didn't so know so nauseous. I feel like she would have thrown up in the car, puke in the car. Yeah. And I remember the 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 security guard walked to me, you know, you know, like respect for the security guard at the hospital, but I wish he would have a little bit more of understanding. He's like, oh, by the way, you can't leave the car here. And I say, no, I'm going to, but yeah, you're allowed only to, but I'm like, dude, you got to do me a favor tonight. Like you got to. So this is like, like what every midwife will tell like, you about a hospital is like, you're supposed to be chill and calm and cool. And then you get there and this happens. Yeah, and he's one of those dudes like in a movie, you know, like a comedy, <laughs> the guy that has been working on his life to be a security guard. And well, he like, wheel, he also wheeled me in and he's like, so how's it going? And I was like, what? I'm crying in pain. Him, by the way, your jurisdiction makes, no, I don't value your jurisdiction tonight. I wanted to be mean to him, but I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, those are two bags. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting Well, started. here's the thing with everyone in life. And this happens, especially when you're like, like, he respects his job and I want to respect him as a security guard. And so he's doing his job of being like, oh yeah, that's not allowed. 100%. And so we're just like, wait, what dude? Like, I can't. <laughs> Are you really talking to me? Like, right like now yes, my we know we is... can have these two bags here, but that's like his job. Is to tell like, yeah, sure. Those are two bags. I have four bags in my hand and a pillow and a pot. <laughs> so anyway, we get anyway. into the hospital and what was, this is where shit got fucked because because my doctor had just delivered a baby and there was one labor nurse on duty that night. So I got there. We get they get me into triage. Those two nurses that checked us into triage were tired and over it and not nice and warm. And that was a bad experience. And then they said you cannot get into your labor room because the labor nurse is on her lunch break. You know, when you go to a restaurant, what? Like 15 minutes before they are closing. Yeah. And they say, nope. Like at 945 when they clearly close at 10 and no, they can't say no, but they're like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. How many? Two. All right. Sit down. What do you want to eat? Like they had deaf, they had them mood. Yeah. For they were over hour. it. Which I understand. I'm like but dealing with I've, that. How bad was my pain at this I point? It's insane. At this point, like, and that's when I started panicking a little bit. And after an hour, she started screaming to me, I want an epidural. I want an epidural. And like, we had a ward, you know, that's, as it, you see, oh. like on the movie, when it gets hard, when they're, you know, when. This when, is when it turned when into a movie pain. scene. Yeah. Because. Like, I want a fucking epidural. I'm, like, I'm, I'm screaming. I'm, I'm looking at the nurse. I'm blinking to her. Yeah, she won an epidural. Yeah, because I kept sure. saying I didn't want, you know, because yeah. I was trying to do it without one. So I'm looking at Davide and I said, I want a fucking epidural. And he's, and my, they wouldn't let the midwife into the fucking waiting room with us. They wouldn't let Elizabeth in. So Davide's poor face. He's like, oh my God, she doesn't mean this. Like, if I, if I get her the epidural, she's going to be pissed. Yeah, we went through this and we talk about it. So I'm just pretending we're going to give so her the epidural. So I hear him. I go, go get the nurse. I hear you go. I didn't even tell you this. He goes in the hallway and I hear him go, <laughs> so we want the epidural. And then he goes like, psh, 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 psh. <laughs> like saying yeah, to her, we you need better to go get the doctor. We really want to. Can you, can you have my 
my midwife to it's come like here. We got to get the midwife in here because yeah, I, talk to her. I don't. I think we just have to make like sure that this is like a real discussion. And I hear him whispering, and I go, "I'm not fucking around. I want an epidural fucking now." And he's like, "I know you're not fucking around." And I was like, "No, I'm fucking because I'm supposed to have a code word for the epidural, which I didn't say because I was just oh everything just goes out the door. I don't care no, totally, because at this totally. point yeah. I'm." It's good to have a plan. It's good you guys put your shit together. Yeah, I'm before. really happy that we had the plan. In that moment, doesn't matter. you don't just... Priority number one is this, this baby has to come, come to the it. world. At, and I have the highest tolerance for pain. I thought I was going to be a fucking champion with this shit. So, like, at this point, like, I'm breathing through a contraction. And halfway through, way, getting I just tattoo, start screaming. Getting a tattoo doesn't feel like... <laughs> Becoming a mom. It's no, but I all have always had an insanely high. And I'm saying not to you. I'm talking about yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, other it's, people that it's 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 un it's a unbearable pain that is like gut wrenching, and also your first labor is so much longer. Like I feel like the second for our second, if God willing, I'm able to get pregnant. Like. I mean, I'll still consider doing it naturally because it is still, so. It, it, there's a whole, anyway. So we get into the hospital. They tell us we can't get into a room. I'm screaming at him for an epidural. The nurse is like, we don't do that in here. And I'm like, how much longer until we get into our room? And she's like, 40 minutes. And I was like, only 20 and, fucking and minutes nurse, have passed. Meanwhile, nurse are asking you to spell your name. Yeah, she's like, like so yourself, what have you eaten? And yeah, I'm screaming. And they're like, the last time. and every contraction, they're like, good job. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Breathe through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put this IVF as soon as you're done with this one. And she will literally wait standing. Waiting over. Is your contraction done? I have to put the needle in. Waiting the contraction like like 30 seconds with a drop. It was like, um, the first, the check-in was a little bit. The check-in was really bad. And and Elizabeth was was like, like, I'm like breathing through the contractions. She's, but from behind, I'm bending over the table because I'm like, I got to get into some position again. And she's, you know, pushing my hips together to help with the pain. And she's saying to me, Right now, like Davide and I are the only two people that have your back in this moment. This is going to be an uncomfortable check-in. Like I'm doing everything I can. So basically between she and Davide, they like manhandled the nurse enough to like get the epidural dude who was the most lovely man on the planet and had come by to introduce himself when I got there and was like, hey, if this like pain turns into suffering, I'm totally here. No one should suffer. But by the way, if you want the epidural, you need to let us know. ASAP because it can take 20 to 40 minutes once I put the order in and I'm like okay I'm gonna try to do this on my own like don't worry at at that point I'm in pain but I'm like I still got this and then it became excruciating so when he came back in they were like we don't do that in this room and someone ended up getting him and he was like I'll absolutely do this in this room like no problem and the room, that triage room is fucking tiny. So everyone left. Now I'm like, fuck, is this going to hurt? It didn't hurt at all. It was wonderful. And as soon as the epidural went in, I like the pain like subsided instantly, which apparently it can take a while. But it, by the way, what do you realize at this point? What I at least realize, I, I romantically think, thought that everybody walking on a, re, on a, on a hospital would be so happy to do the job and being like this angel person from heaven. Like any other job, you might meet people that really care, love, 
and enjoy what they do. And you might get people but, that but don't we, care. That but we much, prepped right? for that too, right? Like Elizabeth was like, for listen, sure, like Dobby sure. Day, like if there's a nurse that you feel like isn't listening to you, isn't hearing you. Yeah, but like the first nurse, I was like, oh yeah, she's on lunch break. I'm like, it's she was so rude. My wife is like, I <laughs> so I should wait her to have a break, to have a snack. Meanwhile, she's my looking Instagram or smoke a cigarette. Like, can you go grab another nurse? It's like, <laughs> no, we can't. You can't deny the snack to a listen, person. Listen, it was an I'm hour like, out okay. of my life, so it was it was fine. But it was definitely like, oh man, like. I just want to get comfortable and like, this is a fucking annoying experience, but it, it's honestly just like at this point just makes for a good story of being like, we get to the hospital and they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. What's you, your name? Uh, you're mm-hmm. not, you spell that? You mm-hmm. can't get in your room. What's your email address? Are you serious? But like, then once we got, once I got that patrol, once we got in the room, we were fucking cruising. That nurse, that labor nurse was worth the wait. She's a goddamn angel. And once we got to we room. get in the room, I'm hooked up to the to the epidural. It's now two thirty in the morning. So once I get settled in, they turn she literally like turns the lights off and she's like, I'm just gonna be outside this door monitoring the baby's heartbeat this whole time. So, you know, you they put that monitor around your stomach and you the whole room you're just hearing her heartbeat. Oh, it makes me emotional thinking about it because now she's like right here. I am sleeping (laughs) with one eye open on a couch, seated down, clothes on, shoes on. Yeah. My arm crossed like I am. They're just waiting. And so she came in every 30 minutes to have me turn on either side, which she was saying was, you know, helpful for the baby's heartbeat or whatever. And then, so that was 2.30. And then she came in at, I think like 4.30 and checked my dilation. And at that point I was at five centimeters. I started out at three when I got there. So then I went three to five and then, oh, also, hey, hold on. Five to 10. Hold on, hold on. This is a clutch point. So I made a birth plan with Elizabeth that I brought. That actual birth plan of like, like protocol things of like answers to questions they ask you while you are there was fucking clutch as hell because what clutch means? it was, it, it was like, like the clutch of a car. It was like completely necessary because, oh, yeah, yeah. because Elizabeth said to them, her birth plan is in the file. Her birth plan is in the file in the birth plan is that I want to be forewarned of like dramatic events that could occur and because of that, the like one bitchy nurse that checked us in who was still in the room for a second goes, uh, looking over this birth plan, um, I'm seeing that you're going to want to be warned about possible, you know, whatever. So she goes, she goes, I'm only telling you that she literally said, I'm only telling you this because it's in your birth plan. And thank God she did because I would have lost my mind. She said, our job right now is to monitor the baby's heartbeat. If it drops, five of us will run in here. It does not mean that something horrible is going to happen. So if five of us run in here, don't be alarmed. It could mean that the baby is ready to come. And then that's what happened at like six in the morning. Five people ran in. The baby's heart rate has dropped. So I'm like, fuck. Okay. So they all run in. The lights go on. The main labor nurse checks me. She goes, okay, you're 10 centimeters. Okay. The baby's dropped. Okay. We're ready. Okay. The doctor's on the way. And I like, I look at Dobby there. I'm like, oh my God, like this is fucking it. Like the baby's coming. Meanwhile, I was trying to hide myself behind their shoulder. 
trying to find the <laughs> yeah he didn't want to see anything so he kept trying to get behind me and then you know all that happened I that was probably like then 20 minutes of shuffling and moving me and the doctor getting there and them prepping the room and and all of that and then here's one thing that uh, now that I know, I would love to share because nobody tells you this. You're violently shaking from the hormones going through your body. You're violently shaking. I totally thought, poor thing, that you were just scared. I was fucking scared, but it's uncontrollable. And that started when we got there and, and all the nurses were like, oh, by the way, those shakes are normal. Like, don't try to control it. You'll give yourself a panic attack. <laughs> I was like, why has nobody told me about this before? Because that's something that I wish I had known to breathe into initially right away it scared me and then you can't feel your legs so pushing I mean I could lift my legs still so pushing is weird because they're like you need to push but you don't feel like you're pushing into anything so who told you to grab a leg was it the The doctor I was as I said I, I I was trying to hide myself behind your back no hiding. Like I was trying to find a place where I would. He didn't want to see anything. He was clear about that from the beginning. To help her uh, through respiration and pushing, and the doctor's like, "You come here." So it's now me, literally the doctor to my right, and our midwife on the other side of a chair, and I have one leg, and she's telling me I can push. So what I did, uh, by the way, the level of adrenaline at this point is insane insane and what i find fascinating is that you do things out of pure instinct and once the game is on it's like you just like i remember putting my my arm my hand behind your head and asking you to push your head back fucking work and i will <laughs> push it towards so I was trying to leverage the the hip like I was trying to make a, mm -hmm. to pivot your totally. your energy through your hip so by inertia you would have pushed the baby <laughs> and and we never practiced that but it just and, and she <laughs> by the way it might turn that your wife or your partner for the first hour doesn't want to talk to you and you try to breathe with them. She's like, shut the fuck up. So it's like, I had that hour and I'm now trying to be, to be useful. But when she realized that that was helping her, then now I'm with her. Now, now I'm delivering with her mm -hmm. now. And, and, and I can describe in words the feeling of seeing my daughter <laughs> coming out of your body is incredible. It's, you think you know, <laughs> you think you're being happy. You think you're being excited about something. You think you're being loving something or someone till you just don't have a baby <laughs> and you see it coming to the world. It's incredible. I was trying to avoid this moment. <laughs> but like lifting it up and giving it. So like I shouldered this nurse that put a towel on her. And because we wanted to do skin and skin. I first, by the way, I first cut the cordon of my child. Like I 
fully cut the, I fully cut it. <laughs> and then we put a her on your chest. Yeah, so that was also in the birth plan is like delayed weighing and measuring to respect what is called the golden hour, which is laying her on my chest and letting her kind of like find her way to my nipple. And by the way, that's the reason why mother's nipples are darker <laughs> and larger. My nipples are so dark and so big, man. Oh, fuck. Nipples. It's like gnarly. This, the, the, what I learned through this process is that we as a man are the most basic form after basically <laughs> an animal <laughs> of human being. Like our body does nothing. It's like we are a car with no option. We have no AC. We have no stereo. We, we do nothing. Oh my God, that's funny. And I learned that a woman breast we regulate the temperature of a baby. Well, the, the her yeah. If we do like skin to skin, like it regulates Which, her as temperature. As a man, if you do skin to skin to your baby, your chest will just warm them up, Hello. and the baby will start sweating and being uncomfortable. <laughs> Their chest <laughs> is capable of cooling her down, of cooling them down mm -hmm. based on the temperature that they reach. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you have mind. those moments that you're like, holy, mom was special. Yeah, you realize that like things are, nature is just an incredible thing. Sorry if I had to, to have no, be dramatic it's, it's for a minute. And for me, I'm still a super high. I'm still super excited. My eyes are out of my, the moment that I, that Maybe. we wait her and that the doctor says she's fine and your wife is fine. I remember feeling empty. I can remember my body dropping. I sit it down and I started crying. Yeah. Like I never been crying in my life. <laughs> yeah, because it's all crazy. And, and also crazy. I'm really mm. lucky and and I, I do think this is where like the exercise that I had been doing during my pregnancy really came into play. I put, she came out in 15 minutes, maybe 20. No, she, yeah. We yeah. only had to push Wh for 20 minutes. Were pushing, I would say one thing, and and then I can, like I would say, I got so emotional. <laughs> we talk about relations, we talk about questions, we talk about people you date, we talk about people you want to, yeah. to, to be closer, we talk about people that ghost you, they don't call you back, that approach you on social media, that approach you on a date app. You want to make sure that the person we choose to do this is somebody that really. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I love you, honey. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> how you will feel about that person in that moment. And this moment defines you. This moment defines who you guys are going to be as a couple and as individual for the rest of your life. So like, I'm so helpful to have you next to me. I don't want to make this about me by any means, <laughs> but I'm like, I do think that this is a serious thing. You want to choose the right person, your life partner based yeah. on feeling mm -hmm. 
if you guys fight over ordering at a restaurant, you're gonna fight over like how to change the baby. Like we've been like so that, serene this last week because with we the just, doctor that tells you your your baby might have this, your wife might experience in this, mm-hmm. like the epidural, the contraction, the the labor, the midwife, the doctor, the the nurse, the 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 opinions for people. You guys have no idea. Yeah. And now I realize when people with kids talk to you, listen to them. <laughs> I remember being like in my twenties in a New York office, being a dick and being like, I know all all of it. Why you don't work as hard as I do? Why you don't care as much as I do? Why you don't put as much as I put in to baby with kids? And now I understand why. Now I totally get mm-hmm. it. To people with Since babies, you mean? I, have a, I had a moment. I had to <laughs> kick it out of my chest. So. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean you got to go on a then, date to a person. Yeah, and no. Picture her as a mother of your no, child. No, but it's just about, like, you know, it's about, I think we communicate well. And so, you know, so she's, she came out and then, <laughs> and she. Oh. Welcome. Welcome, Carmela. Oh, my darling. <laughs> Are you crying a little bit? What? <laughs> That's her little cry. You agree? Yeah. She's the she's the yeah. the youngest person on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So we, you know, she came out at, at seven a.m. We get into our room. The nurse in our room, Alex, I will be friends with forever. We we'll talk on Instagram every day. Adorable. And um, she teach me how to actually change a diaper. And yeah, she taught me how to get the baby to latch, how to do the football hold, how to do the whole thing. Like I feel like I am have like a hang of breastfeeding from having that nurse. So that's is what I would just say to everyone. Like if you're in the hot, like when you're in the hospital, those fucking nurses know exactly what to do. This is their job. Like I just was like, it's asked her a thousand nice. questions all the day long. And every time I feed the baby, which is a thousand times a day, I like hear everything she's saying in my head. It was so helpful. And then the hospital, and then I asked for the hospital's lactation consultant and she gave us like a 45 minute breakdown of incredible. And that was amazing too. And I asked if we could leave that day. They said that obviously, you know, they wanted us to stay in there for 24 hours to monitor the baby and do tests on her. She doesn't want to brag, but the nurses were taking picture of the the stuff she had on her bag. Yeah. So I used everything (laughs) in the hospital bag, which I'm going to put on. Because so, okay. So here's also the thing about me making sure that the room smells good. My dad like almost died eight times at Huntington Hospital. We spent so much time when my dad was sick at that hospital. The smell of the hospital reminds me of like visiting my sick and like dying father. So when they would walk in the room, they were like, it smells amazing in here. And, you know, you're tired. You want to feel like dignified. So being able to like get up and wash my face and like, I didn't take a shower. I didn't bring towels. It wasn't, but you know, like my face wash was a fucking, I'm so happy I brought that. I'm so happy that we had our you know, or toothpaste. I'm super happy that we had like, like room spray to make the room smell nice. I'm really happy that I had like, you know, lotion to put on our hands because it was dry as hell in there. You know, you're in like hospital air, just stuff like that was like, that made us feel comfortable. He's sleeping on a couch for 24 hours, like an uncomfortable woman with no pillow, like barely sleeping. Also every noise the baby makes the first 24 hours, you're like, what, what is that? What's going on? So, you know, whatever. And then, 
we left the hospital and we came home and I was really weak. It was, it was crazy. The the drive from the hospital to the house and me walking inside like wiped me out. I started shaking. I sat down and had like two avocados and a baked potato. <laughs> I was like, I need food. And then the first two nights at home were really tough. Um, she was back from the hospital is... Yeah, that's a crazy drive. Like you lock Just like your baby wow. in your seat, and your wife is there looking at it. It's and you just look in their back mirror. It's like it's crazy. And the first two nights were really rough because you know you're like, "Are you alive? Are you alive? What does that noise mean? You know, you don't know anything, She's and it's joking. scary. You got to change her. And yeah, and and then we got this new, and I posted about this on Instagram, um, which some people love and some people don't like it at all. Every baby is completely different, so I didn't know if she would like it or not. And you got a good point about it. I was, I also was a little bit concerned. And so the first night we used it, we were like. I'm we didn't like, turn no, it on. Wanna. We just used it as a bassinet. Yeah. And, and she's like, listen, if you are concerned about that, you should be concerned about the chargers. Oh, he was concerned about, he was here. like. Because I, because I've been TV, like the yeah. smart TV, we're talking the Peloton. We're right? talking about the the EMF. Like, yeah, I was like, dude, maybe we shouldn't turn this thing on because, like, but I also Googled it, and they do a bunch of stuff in here to to like. There's like things in here. There's like EMF well, for sure, but blockers. You, you were in here. right when you said to me like, if you don't want to expose the baby to those radiation, we really would need it to. Yeah, you know how I get all like hippy dippy, and I'm like, oh, we can't, and people get like this where you're like, oh, you can't do this or that because it's like. And so I was like, okay, if we're going to be like, we can't use this new because of EMFs. I was like, she's sitting, she's, her bassinet is next to like a bunch of cords. So like, we need to turn off the internet at night. And like, yeah, like the TV needs to be unplugged at night and the Peloton needs to be unplugged and our phones need to, the Bluetooth needs to be off. The Sonos are fucking, all of our security cameras run on Bluetooth, you know, it's like, man. Anyway, so the third night we turned on this new and it works <laughs> when we've been getting, Insane. we've been getting stretches of it's sleep. Incredible. So I feed her. I think the, I hate to say, I hate to, I'm not flexing. I'm not bragging. This is a good baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So if it looks on Instagram, like, like we're all like hunky dory over here. And by the way, I'm starting to hit a wall and get, and, and oh, get, we are, we are tired. and get we are, tired, for, tired sure. for sure. But, but I, I will say um, very lucky, yeah. we have a, a baby that latched on and my milk came in. And those are two huge blessings that not many people are able to experience. And and for the most part, she's like not, you know, today was her most fussy day. And I was I was like, whoa, like that's, you know, I'm just soaking up having a newborn because we also hung out with our friends earlier today who have two toddlers and I was like this shit is fucking crazy and soon she will be running around here putting her fingers in electrical sockets and knocking things over and hitting her head on corners and so just really soaking up having a newborn is really nice but I will say like we've been really blissed out and really connected as a couple and I have to say, I think that's because we're like a super, like this has been nothing but teamwork. 
if I see, if, you know, if I'm waking up to feed her and I see the Dobby days like pass the fuck out, like, and I really don't feel like getting up to change the diaper, I'm going to get up and change the diaper. I don't want to wake him up, you know? And he well, does the like same, said, like, he does the yeah, same thing with like me. Fatigue, He'll be like. Uh, fatigue, just, you collect, like, you are so happy and you love this, this person so much. And, and so you are. Little, I never been this happy in my entire life. Yeah, it's really insane. But like, <laughs> we both arrive at the end of a week that we are like cooked. That we are like, mm -hmm. damn. We 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 also realize we are not twenty no more. So I'm like, but I also think us being people who don't who don't rely on a lot of sleep to begin with totally. has made this an easy transition. I have a lot of friends who like get in bed by eight thirty. And not because they just because they have like really insane work days, of course, like and they sleep so much like we're just people who like are like yeah, kind of run. And, on, and it's not a good I thing, will, but we I run on empty that, a little bit anyway. And I would say that the truth that matter is that you are growing up and you are while you are maturing in that process, you unconsciously set up priorities and you in my whole entire twenties and even in my earlier like now before approaching the pregnancy, you know, you think about work and work is priority num priority number one in your career. And if you have your ambitions and your plan and you're really trying your focus all your energy in that. So I go to to sleep early. I go I wake up, like I try to work out, I try to keep myself in shape. I try to do all the things that will make that great. Once a baby get in the equation, all of a sudden you're like, all your energy are focused on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it makes sense, but it's like, yeah, now you don't care about your sleep that much. Now you don't care about... Yeah, but you also need to make sure like, that we're... I that also, you're functional. Yeah, that you can. Yeah, so I've been tracking... When I track her feedings, I also put in hours that I'm sleeping to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep. I did not get enough sleep today because I, I didn't take a nap when I had the chance and I should have. Um, and then now we had to do this podcast, so I should have been asleep. <laughs> now I have to feed her and then... Hopefully she has like a long stretch after this feed for probably like four hours and then I'll wake up and feed her and then maybe get another three hours. But um, that's only because this snoo works so well. It's also hot as fucking hell in LA and our air conditioning doesn't really work in our bedroom. So we're just like sweating feed, up here. Bottle feeder, yeah. So. Well, you gave her a bottle. I'm just not, I'm not. In the sense I can make yeah. you skip. You yeah, yes. Yeah. In a couple weeks, once I'm, I mean, I'm producing a good amount of milk, but I don't want to overproduce. So right now I'm just trying to, you know, feed her from my boob. And then I use the haka to collect milk from the other boob, which is great. And then I'll stockpile that and then he'll have that milk to be able to take a feeding once we're on more of a schedule. Um, there's a lot of YouTube, like honestly, everything is on the internet. So I like Googled or I like YouTubed like some newborn feeding advice videos. I would watch multiple because everybody is really different. And this is all like really specific to you and your family and like what sounds good to you and kind of like the vibe that you want to do. Um, physically, I'm feeling really good considering my hands and feet are swollen from... Um, like all the extra fluids and the epidural, I'm really sore. My hip got kind of put in a funky situation during labor. So 
I'm wobbling a little bit, but I had an adjustment today and it relieved a great deal of the pain. My back and my neck hurt really bad from uh, just like the position of breastfeeding. My wrists and hands are sore from breastfeeding. But, you know, my mom was like, I remember that. And then your body just gets used to it. And right now I am wearing a diaper. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have skipped that part. And I like... It's hot, so it's hot. Guys. So it's been hot. So, it's like I want to like wear, and then I have to like a, carrying it with a, this a, like a bra on because obviously my milk, and so I I like feel really, you know, I like look at my handsome husband, and I'm, you know, my weight got up to fucking two hundred pounds, and I'm like, you never look this beautiful walking through our room with like a diaper on You've and like milk dripping down and my skin looks crazy and I have not had Botox in a long time and I'm just like whatever oh, fuck it I can't even think for one second to care because it doesn't matter because there's a little a little baby here and he goes Davide goes back to the store tomorrow to resume work so I'll start my days tomorrow being alone with her and I'll start work uh, back on my computer tomorrow and my meetings and you know keep the zooms on on silent and turn the camera off when I can if she's crying and that's it I've never felt this way before I didn't know I could feel this way I'm like so it's I love you I love you too and and you know what else it's, I also like it's like this doesn't you know for everyone who like anyone who's doing this on their own like or any couples who are like struggling to conceive or if you want to adopt or if, you know, one of our very close friends is, um, has decided on her own to create embryos and get the most amazing sperm donor. And I'm like so excited for her. And I just think like whatever your journey is to like parenthood, if it's something that you want, like it's just all worth it. Go get it. Like there's just not going to be like a single, like you just forget about you all you like it becomes like the pre-life and everyone told me this and it's true. Like everything like leading up to this moment just like doesn't matter anymore. It's just wild. I mean, there's a full blown baby here and she's so beautiful, but not because of like, you know, aesthetically, it's just like her little hands and like the mechan, like just like, it's just so much grace like mother nature is designed in such a beautiful way that like you just cannot deny that there's like not a god like there just is it's incredible because this is not this is like outside of of like your realm of comprehension it's there's there can only be a fucking god for something like this to be able to and, and it's crazy because it's like all day long we're just around people <laughs> and it's like everyone was born <laughs> and it's insane and every it's so it like kind of does this weird thing where you're like oh we're just all miracles and then we get damaged and fucked up and we're mean to each other <laughs> we all had a mom at a certain point by the way yeah and that's and it's it's just it sounds like your it's just, mom yeah put you to the world you know like I mean, I was like holding her today and I was like, damn, like at what age is she going to start talking shit about me and say that I'm like annoying and criticize me? And, <laughs> and that's what like. age somebody will come to pick her up. I like know, I, when her boyfriend I comes to get her, I mean, it's immediately just. Immediately to that stage. Yeah. 
thinking like this, somebody one day will just pick it's up a, my baby. It's all, it all. Which for, to me, by the way, for the record, it will always look like the baby girl that I'm let up. Yeah, that's why I love Father of the Bride before, so much. Well, like, what are you talking about when he talks about Annie crazy. Banks and he sees her playing that? Like, when he, oh, like, no. It's crazy, it's like, isn't, it? isn't it? And I think it's also been really... Um, and already she poop on me, guys. Yeah, she shit all over him. It was so funny. Projecting. White bottom out. Fresh. And then also, like, you know, we get a, always get asked, like, about dealing with, like, the death of a of a parent. And I think that, like... Like everyone's always like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we get, I get so many questions about it and I get so many DMs, but like, yeah, that's been really hard for both of us because it's just, it's like, there's clearly like two people missing from this equation who would be just elated through this whole thing. But it's like, she's going to live a life in their honor. And that's really exciting too. You know, she's named after Davide's mama. Yeah. And she was you know, my mom was changing her the other day. My mom was like, did you see Chuck? Like, what did, what did Chuck say to you? I had a, you know, what was crazy actually is like what, right before I started pushing, I was like, wait, we need music on. Like, even though I hadn't wanted it at all before, I was like, I got it. So I put Beyonce on again, of course, I just put my on Lemonade. And that song that, that, um, that song on Lemonade, that's like about her and her dad came on like in between you know like the contractions in between my pushing and I like laid there and I I remember just being like oh my god like I was like dad like help me through this like it was like a it was her singing about her dad and it just like reminded me to be like oh, I haven't even like called on to him during this process at all for strength and I like totally felt him in the room once I like snapped out of the intensity of all of it and just like took a moment. And I was like, I remember like taking a deep breath and being like, okay, I got this. Like I'm going to push my baby out. And like, dad, you know, I, I, that was, I take that as a sign that that song came on when it did. It was very beautiful little moment. And I think that's about it. I think that covered our, <laughs> our long-winded. <laughs> I also felt that you were praying for like six months. Like six years, everybody. six years. Like everybody felt that way. But also, I have to say this. I already miss pregnant baby. <laughs> I think I'm going to miss you pregnant a lot. I miss being pregnant, yeah. So guys, stay tuned. You never know. Okay, that's insane. <laughs> Can't I have full stitches in my vagina? So that's not. Just <laughs> <laughs> this diaper, uh, this like big depends diaper, really making you want to make another baby. <laughs> All right, Carmela. Life is insane, guys. Happy first podcast. From for, from me and the guy who DM'd me five years ago and said right. I look interesting on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> that's how we started. <laughs> love you. I love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. 
go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.